0: Body. If you look right over there, you might see the podcaster in his natural habitat. He's where sitting there, just looking off into the corner. You see in front of him his microphone for his mating ritual. I don't see... You What's see- happening? <laughs> you see his half-full glass of water right oh. next to his mounds of Doritos and junk food.
1: It's like that episode of Spongebob where he doesn't realize that it's himself.
0: You'll notice that he makes a pop culture reference that you know, like, no one notices.
1: Wee-woo, wee-woo, wee-woo. What? Where?
0: Oh God! Is he becoming self-aware? No, 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 not at all. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Neither do I. Anyway, welcome to the weekly undertaking, everybody. It's amazing that took three takes. I did did not. It okay, was fine too. We can delete that <laughs> entire thing. <laughs> Uh, oh god that was bad yeah forgive us it's
1: been a hard week
0: it's been a rough week but w- hello everybody i hope you haven't tuned out immediately upon joining this podcast but
1: you know what we understand if you did and it makes me feel
0: a lot better if no one will ever hear this <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah you know what same <laughs> honestly same but uh welcome to the weekly undertaking i am mike i'm sorry i was drinking water that specimen is alex Alex. uh and this is (laughs) this is uh the weekly undertaking the podcast where we do different things every single week and talk about them live on air yeah well exactly kind of live it's not live it's not live at all in the slightest uh, we we don't rehearse nope and so in that sense this is a one take one shot that might be obvious yeah But yeah, uh, so
1: what? How? What did we do this week, Alex? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, and uh, what we did to answer that question was documentaries. Documentary. Docu- <laughs> What's y- the word? You can get there. I believe in you. documentaries. <laughs> there we go. Yes,
0: we watched a crap ton of documentaries this week. Yes, Mike. What's your favorite documentary? My favorite documentary. Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite documentary. Me too. What's your What's your most memorable documentary? Um, my fit most memorable doc like before this week. Do you watch documentaries often? Not. Not a
1: lot. I, I'd do I. say the most memorable documentaries are like the Disney Planet Earth ones. Those are really good. Yeah, or
0: Marching with the Penguins with Morgan Freeman. I think it's March of the Penguins. March of the Penguins with Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, how memorable! That I mean, that's an iconic one. That's that's a pretty iconic. No, of course one. it is. Yeah. I love that one. I did not watch any. I don't watch any documentaries in my spare time. I become informed through the old fashioned art of reading. Um, but you know, it's dying out. Um, but I. I remember specifically in health class, I think it was like eighth grade or maybe it was early in high school, Mm -hmm. we watched Super Size Me. Oh, of
1: course. Super Size Me. Oh, you're right. That's that's a... That's one you'll never forget. I
0: think every American child has, has to watch been it. forced to watch that. And every American child collectively was like, that's disgusting. I'll have a Big Mac <laughs> yeah, exactly. with
1: extra fries. Yeah. I, I'm sad to say that has not stopped me from getting fast food now and again.
0: No, it hasn't. Because I, I it is unquestionably a powerful uh, thing that sticks in everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely a takedown of the fast food industry it has affected so much like so yeah. much change has come because of that movie like that one guy gave up a lot yeah <laughs> to, to make that movie he almost died yeah and the very and the fact of the matter is that if he didn't do that many other people would have died mm-hmm. and i don't know if uh, but the fact of the matter is it's like we're american yeah. What the, kills us makes us excited. I, I believe the rules were. I almost watched
1: it. I almost watched it this week. Almost. I might watch it at some point because I, I do need to stop having fast food. Fair enough. And that'll stop me for like do a good eat, two weeks. Do you eat a lot of fast food? I see. Like I'll, I'll go to. I'll go to like Wendy's if uh-huh. I had like a good day and I feel like I I deserve a treat. And I'll go to McDonald's if I had a really shitty
0: day and I want to feel pain. See. <laughs> See my philosophy is if it's a really good day, I will go to Wendy's to put myself in check. Yeah. Because after oh, wow. you eat it, you just feel like trash. No, Wendy's. I feel fine after Wendy's. Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's all have the same effect on my body. Really? No. Of course, Wendy's is the best fast food chain. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I mean, of the By those default, three. Yeah. Exactly. It's the best
1: low tier. Yeah.
0: But um, but yeah, I don't know. I just it it I've never. Ah. Burg- been a huge fast food eater, but Br- yeah.
1: Burger King and McDonald's uh, mess me up. Wendy's I'm fine with.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll have Wendy's now and again to enjoy myself. Um, but the place near where I work, uh, the Wendy's near near where I, I work, has been like closed for renovations. So that's done wonders for my health. <laughs> honestly, honestly it has. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: So what but what were you saying about uh,
1: super Super-size size me? Super size me. Yes. Um, I believe the rules were. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That for a month. He had to eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. He had to have everything
0: on the menu at least once. And if, every time they asked if they wanted to supersize, uh, he had to say yes. He had to say yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, He wasn't allowed to have anything that wasn't McDonald's. Yeah, and – oh, and – He was a New Yorker that said that he worked out and walked a lot. And so he shortened his walking and exercise routine to what is the average American Uh, uh, exercise, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. So he also said they spent a lot of money on taxis and stuff like that. (laughs) That has nothing to do with the experiment. Okay.
1: Yeah. But even though that might still be corrected because he started out pretty fit probably compared to the average person. (laughs) Unlike myself, who is the definition of the average person.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Don't put yourself down well I, thank you i mean the average person is nice there are a lot of things that i wish i was yeah, average in you I know think what that I mean? average person's all right yeah but that's, uh, that's a world's worst superhero <laughs> i am average at literally
1: everything yeah um no if you haven't seen that documentary, that's one you should see and uh oh it's pretty disgusting too. it's gross he and like
0: vomits four or five times in the movie i think that's the reason mcdonald's stopped doing the supersize I think you're right actually. I think that's what that's what stopped them from doing it. Um and it also forced them to make salads more palatable, uh-huh. nutrition information. This is yeah. not just with the fast food industry, but literally everywhere has to have um nutrition information on mm-hmm. their menu. And that's in large part because of the chain of events spurred by this move. And I even think like past
1: that sort of like in more subtle ways, like especially McDonald's I think in the late 2000s started uh, rebranding themselves as sort of like a cafe type experience instead mm-hmm. of a like a kid's fast food restaurant.
0: They opened the McCafe and have you ever been to a McCafe in like Europe or something? No. It is actually really classy. It's really good? Yeah. It, it was like they have two separate rooms and buildings for the McCafe <laughs> and the and the McDonald's experience. It's like because in America it's literally McCafe is just one small black coffee and that's it. But it's literally Literally a bakery, mm. pretty much. Well, that's probably because it's in Europe. So to Europeans, it's still
1: probably shitty. Y-
0: very true. But and to and Americans, it's, also, it's pretty good. It's significantly, it has significantly less preservatives and things like that. But yeah. Yeah, we uh, we don't deserve good yeah. here. So what I'm, what I think I'm trying to get around to by talking about Supersize Me this much, which I did not watch this week. Me neither. Um, but is that documentaries can. Have real effects on the world around yeah, us. Yeah,
1: there's another one that had real change that I watched again this week because out of curiosity. I'll get into that in a second. Okay, fair enough. That um, that really changed something for the better, mm-hmm. in in my opinion. Well, not in well, this might give it away. Not in SeaWorld's opinion.
0: You watched Blackfish too. I watched Blackfish. I also watched Blackfish. You watched Blackfish. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have a whole discussion on that one also. Right. Right. Cause that's one that I've always wanted to watch, but every time I go to watch TV, I'm like... All right. Well, I could watch a depressing documentary about some fish, No. or I could watch Avengers Endgame again. Yeah, blackfish. Which hurts. one is gonna win? Blackfish yeah. hurts. That was that was a rough one. Yeah,
1: I watched it in my b- marine biology class in high school. You
0: took a marine biology class in high school?
1: Yeah, it was really easy. <laughs> really? But it was also really fun.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. That sounds like it'd be a, l- a really good time. Yeah,
1: I actually, I, I was. That was like the first thing I considered uh, in high school to do, like marine biology, because I liked sea life. I really liked whales, sharks. I still love. Whale whales. Penguins. Mm-hmm. Love penguins.
0: Are penguins technically sea life?
1: Well, they live in the sea. They really sometimes. they live
0: near the sea. Well, they eat in the sea.
1: I think marine biologists can study them. Fair Let enough. Dream. <laughs> alright, alright. Right. I'm sorry. I don't mean to kill your dreams of meeting Morgan Freeman. No, it's okay. But then I remembered that I'm terrified of the
0: ocean and I, marine biologists often go in the ocean. That's what That's what hits me every time I'm out on like a boat or something like that. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then I realize you don't know what's under there. There is an entire ecosystem of massive organisms immediately beneath me and there is no way of knowing what there is
1: yeah the ocean is both incredible and terrifying to those who are not built to live in it yeah exactly
0: basically humans humans and i mean also other land animals Mm -hmm. well you know what i learned not in a documentary this week but just from elsewhere about moose Moose have the capability of diving 20 feet under the surface. Wow, look at moose. Yeah, they're really awesome, and which is as deep or deeper than most scuba divers do. Mm. So that's really cool, and they're able to do that pretty frequently. But in areas where moose live and, and dive and stuff like that, they're, they're, one of their main natural predators is the killer whale. Wow that's awesome. It's a really that's cool badass. right yeah, that's a
1: great meal for a killer whale I
0: mean I I would imagine so but also it's just two animals that I never would have dreamed interact at all That is
1: pretty crazy. yeah now killer whales are the absolute dominant. Uh, life form in the ocean. Like, people think it's great whites, but killer whales can kill great whites. They're really smart, and they're really big. Yeah, they're tough, they're huge, and they're brilliant. They are. And they also have the capacity to work together and understand a basic level of physics, which is scary. Have you ever seen that video, like, The Seal on the Iceberg? And the group of whales, like, combine and go towards it and then submerge under to create a wave that knocks the
0: seal off of the iceberg. I have seen that. I think that was in Blackfish. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. But, yeah, it, it is fascinating. Yeah. Not going to lie. Only kind of half paid attention. <laughs> I, I watched. That was one that I could not take my eyes away from because they also showed some pretty graphic images It's, in gra- there. It, it's some tough stuff. Yeah, because it um, – so – for those of you that haven't watched we Blackfish. We might as well talk about yeah, that one first. I mean, we have been for the past like 3 or 4 minutes. Yeah, so Blackfish. Um Blackfish is um it the effect, like Alex said, was that it led to a huge reform in SeaWorld and other auto- aquatic amusement parks. But the actual movie it follows the life story of this one whale. Tilikum. Named Tilikum, yeah. Who was, it talks about how he was captured off, I think it said the coast of Washington. I think so. Um, And how essentially this this particular whale grew up and had a history of violence against humans mm-hmm. um it was involved in the death of someone out in I think it was sea land somewhere in in Vancouver yeah I want to I say that. I, it, I could be wrong about mm-hmm. the name of the place but it was involved in the in, in a death over there mm-hmm. and then it was moved to a sea world I think in Florida and um it was involved in very, it was among the several in, in mm-hmm. incidents in which some someone was injured. But most famous, uh, most famously, was it the ponytail. Well, was it, but the thing. Okay, the incidents was that there was a very highly skilled trainer that was feeding Tilikum, and Tilikum got mad at her for a couple reasons, and so he dragged her under the water and killed her mm-hmm. very brutally in front in front of a lot Many of people. people, um, and on tape and they didn't show the tape of the woman's death but they showed the tape leading up to the attack um but they the seaworld claimed that the reason why the reason it happened was not telecom's fault it was because the instructor had a ponytail well, yeah. that Attila Coon was grabbed onto because he thought he was a fish or something like that. But the, that's pretty, that's pretty bullshit. It's pretty bullshit. Not only because that's not how killer whales work, but more importantly, the video shows that he grabbed her by the arm and that's how he dragged mm. her under. So the, the ponytail thing had no credence yeah. whatsoever. I,
1: I just like, I always just remember the ponytail as a detail of that story. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, it's a powerful image, even though it's entirely false. Yeah. No, no, by the head, no. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and um, so they also showed a lot of other um, orca attacks and mm-hmm. in incidences where um, someone provoked the killer whale or something like that. And I want to say. That even though the killer whale is made out to be very uh look very dangerous and very scary, they're not. They're not it's there was a point in the documentary where they said there has not been a single instance of an orca harming a human being ever in the wild. Exactly. Yeah. Um and you gotta think about
1: the psychology of the whale here. Cause you know, Kilkum was captured, like you said, and like look, if you get captured by like, kidnapped by an animal. Like, if a human gets abducted by, like, a bear and almost killed, you're going to be terrified of bears for the rest of your life. Especially if the if the bear is, like, bouncing off of your head as a yeah, show. exactly. So, <laughs> this killer whale probably just does not... Well, probably a lot of killer whales in captivity aren't, like, too fond of people in and general. Exactly.
0: And it, for one reason that, but also because... Killer whales very are have huge territories. Like, they swim dozens of miles a day, if not mm-hmm. more than that. I, I forget the exact statistic. And and SeaWorld most famously
1: kept them in, like, tiny tanks. Pretty tiny tanks. Pretty
0: tiny tanks. And, but to SeaWorld's credit, their tanks were larger than other aquatic amusement parks. Yeah, they were not even the biggest offender, which the, is upsetting. No, but it's still, you're keeping them in a bathtub and they, yeah. they do not belong there. Well,
1: it, an orca equivalent. Yeah. For us, it's probably like an olympic sized swimming pool.
0: Oh, hell of a lot more than that. But also we don't swim 12 miles a day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't uh, it's it's like keeping it's like keeping it's the equivalent of keeping someone in uh, a the room from saw. Or yeah. A closet. Yeah, that works. Um no, the the biggest thing too
1: is um that that I always like remember about killer whales that just make me so sad is that uh their dorsal fins in uh, in captivity like as they grow like their dorsal fins like kind of like bend over and kind of like look mm-hmm. like they're dead
0: a little bit. Yeah. And which is a genetic uh deficiency that happens naturally, except it in the wild it only happens to like one or two percent of it's orcas. So rare in the
1: wild. In captivity it's like every other orca. Every not, yeah.
0: I think the statistic was every male orca in captivity has that thing. Yeah, that's yeah. which is definitely
1: it's definitely psychological then as well. And being oh, kept big time. In in captivity, but it's like said. And I remember being at SeaWorld and seeing it might have even been Tilikum when I was a kid. Oh, really? Like, I don't know. They changed, like, it might have been, like, they, they, I think they call every killer whale Shamu. Yeah, they do. Because um, that's
0: that's just the iconic one. Yeah. Um,
1: but uh, no, I, I remember seeing the fin, and I was like, oh, that's, that's strange. This is before I saw Blackfish, obviously, mm-hmm. for the first time. And I also remember, yeah, as a kid, we, um, the, uh, my parents, my sister, and I had like a private, like, like after the the performance dinner where it's like you you sit at like a table and it's like around a big pool where telecom it was telecom who comes and like performs for you with the trainer yeah. while you eat yeah which was cool and not in retrospect. At the time, it was cool.
0: Right, because they also, uh, the SeaWorld was also in trouble because they misled their guests. They provided them with false information. They said things like, oh, this is just, this is a, an entirely voluntary process and these whales are doing this not because they have to, but because they want to. N- the, d- those whales definitely don't, like, negotiate with their
1: bosses. <laughs> like, all right, look, I need three fish a day at Could, least.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine that, that table? Just like, all right, uh, Mr. Tillicum, our uh, our lawyer here. Would like to uh, present you with a deal. It is uh, several thousand fish a week. I and, like it just, <laughs> and then the, the kids look just like. Uh- 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 uh! I, it's just like he's sitting at a table with a little hat on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he's just clapping his feet. Just like, no, no. I. <laughs> i love it oh my god that's not what happens not it's, at all no they get they. but how it, great you know. would it be if, if, if the thing. world
1: would be a better place if if t- killer whales could could do that and it was voluntary and have lawyers yeah. yeah and then they could go back
0: to the ocean at the end of every day yeah exactly like, well that was a good day at work now i'm gonna go back to the sea it would be so good and they also talked there there is so much in this movie um sea has taken a, is sea world still a thing
1: yeah, they just don't have uh, whales and dolphins anymore. Oh, good. Okay. So obviously, not as many people go, which is good because still after after that hit, I don't think they're ever gonna fully recover. No. But I think they're trying to rebrand as more of like an amusement park with ocean life. Okay, that's I. The, the last time I went, they were like opening like a new roller coaster.
0: See, that's a good idea. Um, I would imagine. I don't know what the yeah. Like, life, life is like the other creatures yeah, probably, that are there.
1: Probably like a typical aquarium. And I mean, like, if at a certain point, like fish, you know, like if they're in like a pretty big tank, like the size of this room, if like it's like a fish with like a bunch of other fish, like the fishing, it's like a fish tank.
0: It depends. Yeah. And and there is there is legitimately good reason for animals to exist in aquariums and zoos and stuff like yes, that. Yes. Pers- preservation can be a good thing depending on the species. Exactly. It's just you need to make sure they're, you know... Not being in pain. Yeah, no whales. Keep yeah, keep them out in the wild. Keep yeah, and That's go go the, see a whale a whale show or yeah. whatever it
1: is. Watch Blackfish. Yeah,
0: it'll haunt you. It it is a lot. It is a lot because they do show people being dragged underwater by whales, and there was one instance of of a woman who was. Uh, the, her arm was broken by a whale. Oh, yeah. And then they did show, like, her arm was in a U-shape, and they showed the live footage of mm-hmm. that. So it is, a, I don't think there was a graphic content warning. So consider it put here by the Weekly Undertaking. <laughs> graphic content. Just,
1: you know, go in with a... For a
0: blackfish. Yeah, ready, just be ready to... Just be ready for what you're about to see. Exactly. Don't, don't bring, like, snacks. <laughs> you're not going to be able to finish. Um, But, yeah. That uh, so that was that was Blackfish, and that was how many documentaries did you watch in total? Uh, just three. I'm I was bad. Okay, I think I watched I watched three and a half, and then a couple. YouTube videos of documentaries, but I'll talk about those at the okay. end. Okay. I, I watched
1: um, – one of them was a YouTube documentary that was about 20 minutes, and it's still probably the, the cool one of the best documentaries I ever see, I've ever seen because it's a feel-good documentary, mm-hmm. and I'll put it on just to enjoy it. Fair enough. What is that one? Oh, I guess I'll talk about it then. Yeah, go for it. Um, It is called Slow Mo. Slow Mo. And Slow-mo. it was introduced to me by um, – my last year in college, I was in a film class, and my teacher – Uh, for one of our classes, put this film on, and it's still one of my favorite things I've ever seen. You watch it on free for YouTube. Uh, You can watch it on free, for free, on YouTube.
0: On free for YouTube. (laughs) On free for YouTube.
1: (laughs) Our our next YouTube Red special. It's on (laughs) you. Nice. It's on YouTube for free. Gotcha. So you can watch this right now, and it's only like 16 to 20 minutes. Uh, So do it, because it's awesome. So it's just this documentary about this dude This old guy, I don't remember his name, he's probably like 60s, 70s, Mm -hmm. and all he does all day, every day, is rollerblade up and down a boardwalk in, I think, California or Florida. That's so cool! And you gotta, we gotta watch this. I I I know you gotta leave, like, right after we record. I do. But at some, like, maybe next week, we gotta take 20 minutes to watch this documentary, or watch it on your own time, because it's incredible. They call him Slow Mo, because he has found a way... To just, like, he pushes off, he lifts one leg into the air, he leans forward, and he stretches his arms out, and he looks like he's flying across the boardwalk. For, like, minutes at a time, he'll do this. Oh, that's incredible. That's awesome. Um, And he describes it as so almost like a euphoric state of where, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, the base fundamental of life where, like, this is living. Right. Yes. So, a little backstory. This guy was a doctor. I don't remember what kind, but, like... He he was just doing life. Oh, excuse me.
0: We'll let that computer
1: out. being stupid. Well, <laughs> he the, was just doing his life. Mm-hmm. This guy was just uh, living his life, being a doctor, and then at some point he kind of like realized, like, wow, I'm really yeah, not happy. It's mm-hmm. like the it's the classic tale, um, and I think he might have just retired. I don't remember. I watched this right after we finished recording mm-hmm. last week. Um, no, he was talking, he was in like a, an old folks home and he was talking to this guy in his nineties and he was just pl- like plowing like tons and tons of food onto his plate, this 90 year old man. And so he was like, he walked up to me and he was like, Hey, um, you know, how can I kind of enjoy life like you do? And all he said was like, do what you want. And that was it. And the guy was like, that was like the first time I remember hearing something that just made sense. Mm hmm. So then he said, like, so he he, he tried rollerblading, and he felt it just this incredible feeling of euphoria, like I said. That may not be a correct word to describe it. That sounds kind of sexual, but it's not. Okay. He very much enjoys what he does, and he was always – he said he was always waiting for this um, incredible experience to, to end, but then he did it for 15 years, and – he just has a studio apartment, and he just go. He wakes up, he goes out, he rollerblades every day. What a guy! And he loves it. He loves his life. Everyone on the boardwalk knows him, and they go, "Yo, slow mo!" <laughs> like people think he's homeless, and he just does this because he <laughs> just because like he's weird. But he's like retired, and, and he's doing just good. like living life. And he describes it is the best quote in the film. Was like, I think other people enjoy seeing me because they get to see someone who got away. Mmm, that's, that's profound. Who, like, kind of escaped the the mundanity and, and the repetition of everyday life.
0: The mundanity.
1: And it sort of, it just, watching it gives you hope that one day you can just live an extraordinarily simple life and find unparalleled joy in it.
0: Oh, okay, I like it. I and like it's... That good
1: message it's very well shot very well directed it's a fantastic character uh he's not a character he's a person people are characters he's a he is a character um it's an incredible it's an incredible watch you should you should watch it i will that actually sounds like a good time yes i i definitely that's the one i was like yeah i have to rewatch that
0: that sounds like a much more uh wholesome uh and and uplifting yeah watch that after blackfish You'll yeah. feel better yeah most of mine dealt with like scandals and things like that. Cool, cool, cool. So, I'll, I guess I'll just dive into mine. Yeah. Okay. The what else did I watch? I watched um I watched Screwball, which is a Netflix documentary. I don't know if it was originally on Netflix. I've never. I've heard of it, but I've never. I Have don't you? know what it's about. I never heard of it. It's a before I watched it, obviously, but uh-huh. um it's uh it's it's a documentary tracking the behind the scenes drama that happened that about the surrounding the doctor that was behind the whole baseball doping scandal? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You're familiar with the doping scandal? I've I've heard and I know like it was a big thing back in the day. It was the biggest scandal in baseball or in any sport in America ever. It was it was huge. Um okay. So, for those of you unfamiliar with the with the doping scandal, because it kind of assumes mm-hmm. that people going into it kind of know what it is, it goes into it a little bit, okay. but um, it it doesn't really talk too much about it. Mm-hmm. But what it was was um in the '90s, after the uh, players' strike in I think it was 1994 of the which there was no World Series, there were they there came all of these players that just started hitting insane amounts of home runs. Okay. So, Babe Ruth, I think everybody has heard of him, hit 60 home runs in a season. Which is unheard of. That was not broken, except by I think it was Roger Maris, broke the record with 61 home runs. (laughs) He just did it. And then, never, it was... never happened again until Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa came out and they, for like a decade just started putting up like 65, 70 home runs a season. <laughs> like no, qu- like no, no easy. Um, and it was, it was crazy. And obviously people were like, Oh my God, they're hitting the ball so far. Let's, let's watch it more. And, of course. and so it was very responsible for a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of that. And, um, Essentially what happened is, turns out that all of these players were using performance enhancing drugs, Mm -hmm. performance enhancing drugs. I just want
1: to go back when you said like, oh my God, these guys are hitting the ball so far. I'm like, that's my whole recollection of baseball. It's like,
0: wow, man hit ball far. (laughs) Look at that ball go through air, please.
1: I still think one of the best ideas we've ever had is doing a podcast about baseball with you and me. (laughs) And I just know nothing.
0: Because you you know, I watch like every game of baseball I possibly can. It's my, I love it. And I do not. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I think that would just be the greatest dynamic ever. So,
0: what do you, what's your opinion on uh, Mar- 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 Mariano Rivera teaching oh. these new slu- these new people? Is is uh, kind of cutter? Dude, that hair, it's just he, he looks great. The, the hair under the hat, the, I'm sure. He, he doesn't, Mariano Rivera doesn't have a lot of hair, Alex. Exactly. Obvi- I know that. The, but the hair is like Samson. He's, uh, that's what that's what's keeping these yeah. kids going. Baseball. All right. <laughs> See, number one podcast in the world. I, I would. There is actually a lot of potential. I think I need one more person here that actually knows his baseball shit, uh-huh. and then you just fucking clueless. <laughs> like we're talking about like batting average and slugging percentages, and and just playing darts in the background. You're, you're just like, yeah. So like, the ball's got a few stitches in it, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that is a lot of fun. But my
1: favorite baseball player is Mr.
0: Met. So baseball. <laughs> so I will steroids. say I will say Mr. Med is such a- <laughs> Mr. The story behind Mr. Met is just incredible in my mind. Because save it for our baseball podcast, I guess so. Fine, I'll <laughs> All very right, very very quickly. I don't want to be spoiled. The entire Mr. Met is the obviously the mascot of the New York Mets. Yep. Um, the entire backstory behind New York Met the Mr. Met. He is a man. He is a baseball with a body underneath him. Wears a little hat on his head. The entire backstory is how Mr. Met came to be is he used to go to the to the stadium and watch baseball all the time and Casey Stengel who was like the manager of the Mets uh-huh. uh saw him and was just like hey you like the Mets your head is a baseball you should be the mascot and he just was like yeah and that's how it started <laughs> Like, yeah, (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, there's, there's several other, like the, the Philly fanatic and, and Gritty, who's the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers have like actual backstories, but then the Mets is just like, it's,
1: (laughs) I I totally see it. Like Mr. Met is a kid with like sitting at the dinner table with like a bunch of other baseball head people. And he's like, dad, I want to be a doctor. And his dad's like, you're going to be a baseball mascot and like it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And then they just introduced Mrs. Met, and they never gave uh, gave an explanation as to where she came from. She's just another woman. She's a woman, but she's a baseball. Baseball head
1: man meets baseball head woman. It's Classic meant story. meant to be.
0: Meant to be. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, that, was, that was a sidetrack. That's not in the documentary. Yes, yes, yes. Screwball. Drugs. Yeah, drugs, essentially. It, this guy, was uh, his name is Dr. Bosch. He's not a doctor. Um, he just started prescribing these drugs to these kids. Uh, I mean, what he went to jail for was he was giving performance-enhancing drugs not only to Major League Baseball people, but also to, like, high schoolers and underage people. That's less okay. It's less okay. The parents were on board with it because they wanted their kids to go big. But um, it was still horrible. Um, And so he went to jail for that. Good, good, good. But it was—this whole thing was a story of, like— oh my god, there are so many amazing characters in this because it talked about... First of all, Tony Bosch is a character in and of himself. He is a parody of himself. Just this... this just hysterical guy talking about how to get workouts and stuff like that and then the guy that blew the whistle on everything is this Italian man who is just like straight off the Jersey Shore, talks all about like I want I want to go tanning and I want to get buff and Tony Bosch helped me become buff but then he stiffed me for $4,000 so I went to Major League Baseball and started the biggest sporting scandal in the history of any sporting agency ever, Finding people, sending people to jail, ruining people's lives justly because they did horrible things. But he was just like, and then I got my $4,000. That's the most Italian-American thing I've ever heard. It's so great. And I mean, I feel bad for the guy because he had, like, death threats sent to his door. Did he go home to gorge on a dinner
1: of mom's famous spaghetti?
0: (laughs) He Okay. I want to. I want to point out that he didn't mention that he was Italian. Just everything about him exudes Looked. Italian. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I, you gotta figure. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if he, if he ate. Spe- they didn't show that part of it, but it was it was hysterical. And I never realized before how much Alex Rodriguez had to do with the the doping scandal and how shady everything he did was. Wow. Do you? I mean, do you, what do you know about Alex Rodriguez? I liked him because he had my name. Fair enough. Um, but he was he's the highest paid player in baseball history, I think, to date. And he was a third baseman. He was the third baseman for the New York Yankees. He started as the shortstop for the Texas Rangers. Um, I think he was on the Mariners for a bit, too, but I could be wrong about that. But regardless, he became the highest paid athlete in any sport mm-hmm. in America. I think there might have been a soccer player that beat him. But in America, he was the highest paid he athlete. He made a lot of money. He made a crap ton of money, and he was doping constantly and his people like orchestrated robberies and and threats and things like that to keep it all under wraps uh alex rodriguez is a terrible guy he's he's currently dating uh j-lo but oh yeah wow yeah okay i I mean i think he's turned his life around because he's a good sports analyst for when there's a, a playoff game or something like that but he's still a piece of trash because he got people hurt so you know interesting you know it 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 sheds alex rodriguez in a whole new light but it is a freaking wild ride (laughs) and i think regardless of whether or not you know or appreciate baseball you will be blown away by this story because it's just freaking breaking bad but all stupid people (laughs) It it is incredible (laughs)
1: breaking bad if walter white was a fucking moron exactly
0: literally yes (laughs) except he didn't actually he was too stupid to make the drugs he bought them from someone else from a shady source Ah. but yeah you know same deal that's funny same deal (laughs) wow all right (laughs) yeah well i
1: gotta see it what was your what was your other podcast that you watch Uh, documentary.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Slip of the tongue. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, of course, I had to watch it. The Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, yeah. I watched those. I think I watched two of those when they came when it came out. Yeah, I watched two of them as well. And I've always had a fascination with, well, not Ted Bundy specifically, but the serial killer phenomenon. There is a lot of morbid curiosity around it. Just the idea of someone kind of getting away with something for so long. is just an interesting concept. And also serial killers are remotely fascinating to, to how someone could mentally do that kind of thing
0: yeah it's it it is you know what true crime Mm -hmm. is a thing and has been for freaking forever
1: yes and i i I think ted bundy was so interesting to a lot of people was because of sort of the two dynamics that he that he exudes that he's this hidden monster hidden behind a pretty face and a charismatic attitude Mm -hmm. um which i think that's why a lot of people like there's some there's some weird shit about ted
0: bundy on the internet like there he has he has fans. Oh. So many. Which is gross. I when there were when the Ted Bundy tapes first dropped, there were people on my Facebook who were talking about how hot he was. Yes. Like freaking out, just like I never understood it. And look,
1: to be honest. For a serial killer, he is hot. Is he Is he really? Physically. Cuz I look at him and I'm just like, I mean, he's okay, I guess. He's no, he's a he's a, a good-looking dude. All right, it's sad to say, he does got the good looks. I mean, but yeah. He also killed people,
0: which cannot be overstated.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> he I, killed that, a lot of people. Well, it had to be said he was good-looking, but that shouldn't matter after the fact that it was
0: Proven that he killed many, many, many people, I, many I, women. I, I gotta say, murderers are kind of a turnoff. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm putting my foot down yeah. here.
1: Yeah, but no, like there, there are people. I think it comes from like the like the I can fix him mindset. Like he's like the ultimate challenge, kind of like is that in a what lot of is? people in a lot of people's minds? That's what I'm imagining because I don't know how else like someone can like look at this guy. Well, no, I get it, but. <laughs> But Alex, not but, Alex
0: is in love but, watching this documentary. No, not it's like listen, you just got one red flag there, no, buddy. <laughs> I
1: I do not condone this in any way. I'm try, I'm simply trying to understand how someone can, uh, can 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 feel feelings towards towards this this monster. Uh, this, yeah, exactly, yeah. monster. Um, and it is fascinating. Like he is such like 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 he he's such like a like a movie bad guy. Yeah. I would way agree he with that. Talks, like like the whole thing the whole like documentary, at least to the point where I watched it was um there's this guy who went in to interview Ted Bundy mm. after he was arrested, obviously, and on death row, I believe, at this point. And he wanted <laughs> Ted wanted his story to be sort of like out there. Mm. But he also I, I think like this subconscious mind in his didn't want to discuss his events in a way that could be like shown in court like, hey, look, he flat out
0: said like, yeah, and then I did this and this. And so, I, I think the reason why they allowed the guy to go in there in the first place is because they thought Ted was confessing because there's speculation that he killed more people than he was convicted of yeah, killing. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Exactly. Um, so once the interviewer got uh Ted Bundy to start talking about the killings in a... Th- The idea of a third person, like ask him to come at it through an analytical point of view, like, oh, why would you think someone would kill this person Mm -hmm. that he would talk about through? And obviously he's talking about himself, but he's doing it in such a way that it can't technically be used as evidence interesting i didn't
0: realize that the that the tapes were inadmissible
1: i thought that it was just they might be i i've i, I have not watched all of them obviously so i, I wouldn't know
0: I, I neither have i obviously but um i i thought that i i when i saw it and i thought saw they brought that up i thought they were saying something more of a uh psychological thing of like he can't take responsibility for that it. might also definitely be it sort of like you know like there are certain parts of
1: yourself that you could not like look at yourself in the mirror while you like do those things. So like for the idea of like, I I totally see like him not being able to like picture himself as this monster. Mm -hmm. He kind of sees himself as like, all right, time for Ted Bundy to go away. And the monster comes out, does his thing. And then at the end of the day, I'm still me. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like the mindset you probably have to live with at that point, I would imagine, but it's still an urge Like, uh, as you put it, Mm -hmm. as he put it, like a monster that comes out um, that he can't control.
0: So what was your opinion of the documentary as a whole? I thought it was pretty,
1: pretty good. Um, The the, I wasn't too keen about like the whole intro. It seemed a little glamor, glamified. That's my taste. That's what I felt
0: when I was watching it, too. Mm -hmm. It seemed just a little bit like in bad taste. Yeah. it, It didn't really place a ton of emphasis on the victim's. Um, and it talked a lot about how hot Ted Bundy was. And I want to be clear. I'm pretty sure that the majority, if not all of Ted Bundy's victims, did not know he was a murderer. They just were like – they thought he was cute. Then And, and then he betrayed their trust mm-hmm. in the most disgusting way possible.
1: Yeah. Well, no. That's like kind of like the, the thing behind his crimes is like he's able to approach someone – be this kind of like kind seeming and charismatic person who's just like this like, oh, hey, I need help putting my boat into my truck or whatever. Whatever he said to get people to come back uh, to his to
0: his car. Can you help me lift my boat? <laughs> I just love just love the idea of his small car and a yacht mm-hmm. next to him. And it's just like, I need your help <laughs> with this.
1: But just um, that ability to appear as um, non-threatening. Yeah was something he was very good at. Right. Which is why he was very successful for a long time in what he does. And I love that he was so into politics because it's the idea of like, oh, well, in politics you pretend to be someone else anyway, and mm-hmm. that's my whole life. Exactly. So perfect, I'll be a politician. Um, which makes me even more scared about politics <laughs> in general. Oh, How yeah. How many of them are serial killers?
0: Well, political leaders are... Uh, don't trust any of them, you know. Um. Yeah, no, it's and, show. and it's terrible. And
1: obviously... It is also fascinating to see sort of the mindset that people talk about Ted Bundy with. It's sort of like the idea of like, I had no idea. There's no way he could do such a thing. Um, And then when it's more conventional looking person – um, at least in uh, society standards is convicted of a killing that's more like oh good that makes sense yes he deserves it
0: yeah I I mean well you hear about that a lot unfortunately mm-hmm. nowadays with with people that commit horrific acts you always hear oh he didn't I'd never believe that he would be the person to do something like this or it's
1: the other way around yeah yeah depending on um, the person which is not okay it's, there should not be a standard for murderers.
0: Yeah, no no there shouldn't be. they're all
1: they're all trash. yes if you kill people it's not cool. Hey, you know what? If anyone
0: listening to this podcast is a murderer, if you're murdering someone right now, right, stop, stop, and then unfollow us. I'm sorry, I'm taking that stand. I'm taking the stand.
1: <sighs> well, give us a five star review first, and then then, unfollow, then us. unfollow us. Yeah. Look, you know what? I, I'm, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm big enough to admit yeah. that. I, I will, I'll take a five star. I don't care where it comes from. Yeah. But you should also go to jail.
0: Yeah, you should turn yourself in. We don't
1: condone your actions, but. We're not gonna stop you from, from reviewing. Hey, you, we're not deleting it. We're just
0: we're gonna we're gonna leave a comment saying We don't condone this review, but it's here. But thank you. Yeah. You <laughs> should stop going down this path. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Murder right, is bad. Your, that is that is really good. Murder is very bad. Um and the last documentary I watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go to you now. I oh, guess. I'm sorry, are you done? Do you wanna yeah, say anything else? I, no, I'm done. Are you,
1: <laughs> but you didn't ask. Speak that to me
0: about Ted Bundy. It seemed like you were wrapping up.
1: I was wrapping up.
0: Do you want to say anything more about it? I'm going to keep
1: watching the documentary.
0: Okay, good. Oh, you, you didn't finish it? No, I watched two episodes. Right, okay. Yeah, it is a long one. All right. Um, but the last documentary I watched all the way through, um, I watched half of one and fell asleep, but uh, the one that I watched all the way through was called Three Identical Strangers. You ever heard about this?
1: I'm going to guess yeah. that this is sort of a separated at birth thing.
0: Yes, it is. It's But uh, I've never heard of it. I, I watched it at the very beginning of the week so forgive me if my if my memory's a little fuzzy. But um the theory be- the the thing is is that there were triplets that were all put up for adoption. Um and they were all each adopted into three separate families. That's so cool. And Mm, well it's it's not. And you'll find out That's later. That's like a cool movie idea. <laughs> it's, Sorry. It's not an idea, it's a real it's a real event. It it happened. And then I forget how, but somehow two of the brothers crossed paths and they did an identity test or I mean they were identical twins. So they saw each other and were just like I, hey Hey, I know you, what is going on? I see here? that face
1: every day in the mirror. Hey! I know it anyway. Hey,
0: I'm a it. And then and then they reunited. And then people ran a paper ad about it because they were just like, oh look at these separate at birth reunited later. I've heard of I've heard of this. Yeah, and then the third brother saw the article and contacted them and just like, Hey, I think uh-huh. that there might be another one. And then they were like, hey.
1: Eh, eh. it just gets to a point where there's like 20 of them (laughs) exactly (laughs) and and it's like
0: Oh my god. Our poor mother. Yeah, it it was Our only three birth mother. It was only three kids. Um and it the first half that we the, know of. The first half of the documentary is actually a really wholesome thing. Of it's like they're getting together and at the time there were they were a huge story. They were on the equivalent of Ellen, like in and doing interviews and stuff like that. And it was crazy because all of them they had nearly parallel lives. Like all of them Uh, were wrestlers in high school. All of them had the same taste in women. Like, they were dating women that looked alike and stuff like that. That is scientifically very fascinating. It is.
1: Behind the human psyche.
0: Because it says a lot about nature versus nurture and stuff like that. Yes, and
1: just, like, you're born... Like, what things are determined from when you're born? Mm -hmm. Some people just want to wrestle.
0: Yes, exactly. And, I mean... But here's the thing. Is that... That's about the first half of the documentary... And then it takes a turn. Okay. Because then they started looking at the adoption agency that um that was responsible for this. Mm-hmm. So the mother of these kids put them all up for adoption. She wanted to be anonymous. Um I actually think they found her later later on in the documentary. Wow. But um and and it was like they they all reunited with her, but they were basically like, "Yeah, it was good to see her, but my real parents are are the people that adopted of me." Of course. Um, but it's I'm sure it's interesting. Too. Yeah, sure. But it's um It was... How do I put it? It turns out that the adoption agency that was responsible for their adoption was using them as an experiment. They purposefully separated them each, put them in different families, and all of those families had a lot in common. They were like... um, All of them had an older sister, for example, and had a lot of other similarities. And... They and and obviously there was like a couple things of like class that were that were differentiated. Oh okay. but it was clear that this was a secret experiment that they were purposefully separating these kids at birth mm-hmm. for. Um and it was disgusting because when all of this came together and they were all adopted from the same agency, like I said, yep. um, all three families went to the adoption agency and were was like excuse me. What the fuck? Because each individual family was like, yeah, no, if the if we knew that these, this person had two other identical brothers, we would have adopted them, too. Like, why would you separate these kids at birth? Mm-hmm. They talked about how early on in their lives they were crying in cribs um, out of what is now in retrospect, clearly separation anxiety and all all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, they left. And one of the fathers went back because he forgot his umbrella or something. Mm-hmm. He opened the door and he found all of the people, you know, clinking champagne glasses, like celebrating what they did. Jesus Christ. It, it, it is disgusting. And what eventually ended up happening is one of the brothers uh, ended up committing suicide because oh. he developed depression and stuff. And obviously it's impossible to prove it that there's the connection to the adoption agency. But come on. You know what I mean? It, it's like there's so much psychologically messed up about that absolutely um and it basically ends on a note of like we found several cases full of these uh showing documents of other experiments there could be a million others that we just have no idea about and so yeah it's it's pretty disgusting and it showed this the like the lengths to which these people went to do psychologically uh horrible things yeah for like just Probably curiosity. for si- I mean, in the name of
1: science. In the name still. of science, but I mean consent.
0: Exactly. A huge thing. Yeah. A huge
1: thing. And It would have been one thing if the birth mom was cool with it and all the adopting families were cool with it and they disclosed that fact to the kids when they grew up.
0: I would still argue it's unethical because there is when when you're talking about these kids like their kids they're still kids it's their entire lives mm-hmm. you know it, it it's not it's not something they're able to consent to number mm-hmm. 1 and number 2 even if they were there is no telling what the effect of that will be yes. and if there is any kind of negative effect there's no reversing that mm-hmm.
1: um so i, I absolutely I, agree with yeah. you i just I, I i do think there could have been an argument if all
0: of those things did happen. If if all of those things did happen, maybe it I, I, I could see it would be better. But unquestionably. it's unquestionably it's still an experiment on kids. Yeah, it, it's I'm I'm still not not gonna say it's okay. But I mean, no one asked me anyway, so <laughs> it's not like that matters. But you know, um. That's so yeah, super interesting, Mike. It, I check it out because it is that that one. Yeah. me out. It's Thinking really about
1: it now, I definitely did see bits and pieces of this. Like, I think it was playing in my living room one day. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and my parents were watching it and I, I was just around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I saw like one, one a, a couple scenes. Yeah. Because this does sound really familiar.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's get in late in the podcast. Do yes. you have any others that you want to talk about? No, this was really nice, though. This was really exciting. I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, two others that I... The one that I started but couldn't finish was called The Great Hack about Cambridge Analytica, and that scandal. That sounds really boring. It. I mean, it was interesting. It was just... I watched it at midnight, and I fell asleep at 1 a.m. There you go. Um, and number two, I watched a parody YouTube channel about, of documentaries called uh, Moments of Wonder. Uh-oh. It's this British... This British woman who uh, goes around and asks questions about like time and stuff like that, but it's it's all doublespeak and really stupid. Like she'll be like. Um one in 20 people are going to be a victim of crime, which means 19 in 20 people are criminals. <laughs> just, just like oh, like illogical statements like that. Like, um, It would be better if we didn't have police and then we could do whatever we wanted except police because what they want to do is police. <laughs> just, like, just really stupid stuff. Like it, it is hysterical. They're like five minute bits on YouTube. Check it All out. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that was my experience with it. I enjoyed it. Cool. I thought I thought I like I said I liked this a lot more than I thought I was going to. Hmm. Interesting. Alright then. I think it's time to
1: decide what what's happening next week. Yeah, pick from the bucket. Yeah, here we go. Play the song. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Grab it. Grab that buck. Alright. One fell out. I'm putting that one in. Alright, Alex, you pick. Wow, that's so exciting. I'd love to. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get in there good. All right, you got uh, one. What is it? Oh, this is a long one. Oh, well, no. not a long one. Um, this is actually kind of like our animal one that we did last week. Oh, boy. It's called cryptids. Cryptids. Research a specific cryptid and make some prediction as to where... It is, and, you know, other things about said cryptid. <laughs> now, cryptid is like uh, Bigfoot or the Loch Nest Monster, a local legend.
0: Creatures that it's impossible to prove they exist, but people do anyway. Yeah, it's, you can't prove that they don't exist, so they'll always be a thing. Yeah, but you can't prove they do exist either, because yeah. they probably don't. But, you know, they
1: probably don't. But there's always a possibility mm. to prove they they exist. It's always, it is impossible to prove they don't. Exactly. So that's why, you know, they, they're a thing.
0: Precisely. All right, so that should be
1: interesting. We'll talk all about cryptids next week. I'm excited now what are the odds we talk about the same
0: one we should probably coordinate to make sure we don't that's a good idea yeah uh but th- that would be really funny all right that about does it for this episode of the weekly undertaking this was, this was good this was a fun one. This, a good one this was the 71st episode of the weekly undertaking so Jeez. if you liked what you hear Christ. uh go listen to one of if not more than that of the other 70 we have them on spotify on po- the itunes podcast app whatever you're listening to now exactly all there. They're all Preferably there. Preferably
1: go listen to all 70. Y-
0: yes. Please, but uh, leave us a written review tell us what you think even if it's mean we'll cry but we'll listen to it and we like hearing from you guys yeah if you have a suggestion from the weekly undertaking check out our website which is in the description below there's a form for you to submit suggestions and challenges and make us do really weird and dumb stuff
1: or just tell us that we're stupid and we're telling That's us that we're stupid the most direct way to contact us exactly and I promise I'll start checking it more often
0: <laughs> uh, but we also have social media If you want to get get in contact with us that way, they're also in the description below, as are the social medias of uh, the people that help us do this podcast, namely Adam Rudy, who does all the music you heard, and Uh Winston de Jesus, who does all the podcast cover art. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, show them some love as well. Until – I think that's all we have to uh, talk about. Mm -hmm. So until next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And go make – Documentary. You don't need to say something
1: weird every time. I really want to though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a compilation of all of them at one point. That's fair. Uh, so I got to do one every week
0: and try something new. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for listening. We'll see. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>